Welcome back, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brutt. It is a schus for us to be here again with you. Again, Ace Sari Hiliakov. We're going through very hard times. Today, this morning, there was a terrible tragedy, terror attack in Yushalayim, and we have to mention that. And all the families that were involved should have a Nechama, and the ones that were injured should have Rufua Shalema. And we should only hear the Surah's Tevis, the Karev Mamish. So today's conversation, sheer discussion, is about arguably the most famous question ever asked in Jewish history, known by anybody who has a connection to Hanukkah and wants to have something to talk about by their Hanukkah family gatherings. And that is the Beis Yosef's Kasha, why do you celebrate Hanukkah for eight days? So we are not going to be going through the over a thousand answers that have been collected in one safer that I brought could show us, but we're going to be discussing the history of the question. One of the things that we'll be discussing is the original question found on the base Yosef, or perhaps it's found earlier and many other interesting facts around this question and the many answers that are given for this question. And I don't think there's anybody better to give us a historical perspective on this question than the rabbi doctor who's with us today. We would like to thank the sponsor of this episode, Mr. Moshe Lichtenstein of Ramat Beit Shemesh, who is sponsoring this episode in memory of Shmuel ben Moshe and Deba Bas Shmuel. May the Nishamis have an aliyah, and we should all only hear Besuras Tavis and an end to what we're going through right now. So, Rabbi, Doctor, how are you today? Baruch Hashem. Okay, so once again, as we always mention, if you'd like to sponsor an episode, please reach out to myself or Rabbi Dr. Leazar Brutt. Questions, comments, feedback, if you'd like to get added to Rabbi Brutt's lists of Sfarim and interesting articles that he sends out. Also, please be in touch with Rabbi Brutt at eliezerbrutt at gmail.com. Okay, so where do you want to begin? Okay, so so we'll begin like this. As as far as I know, and I would be happy to hear if I'm wrong, it's the, the most famous question with the most answers is the Beisaisis Kasha. There's no other question in Jewish literature which has received so much attention. There are answers from everyone representing literally every possible style of learning, whether Drush, whether Kabbalah, Halacha, you name it, Hasidus, everything. One person recently remarked to me that he thinks it's a Klotz Kasha. I completely disagree with what he said. And basically, the beauty of this question is, is it cuts through to the very essence of Hanukkah. It, through the question, and one, as one starts seeing the different answers, one could see what was the, what was, why do we have, why is there Hanukkah? And it leads to so many other questions about the, about the Yantif that, that all the Rishayim Achreinim end up talking about. The beauty of the many different answers is seeing how Torah is literally endless. Each answer leads to deeper and deeper into understanding aspects of Marshall and Kachim and Tyrus. We can witness the minds of great Gedalim thinking and trying to reconcile all the issues raised. It's beyond apropos, especially because this Yantif is tied in with, with, with Tyrus Balpeh, to have this kind of question with this Yantif. And basically, through that, it springboards literally at every occasion, people, they're talking about whatever they're talking about, somehow it answers up to Beisayis Kash also. Now, in general, Jewish literature places a great emphasis on a question. A question many times helps bring out a point, especially the give and take, which this question certainly does. Remarkable is the detailed start out of this whole story from of Hanukkah from a small Gemara in Shabbos, Chafal from the base. Basically, they find the Pachshemen, and everyone knows, based on the simple reading of the Gemara, the Pachshemen was, was not enough for eight days. It was only enough for one night. And everyone heard that growing up, this Gemara from a very young age, and basically is, um, and what happened is, a nace happened and it lasted for eight nights. So because of that, we have Hanukkah for eight days. Every word of this Gemara is analyzed. Skipping the Rishonim for a minute, the Rishonim have a field day with, just like any other Gemara, if we go just to moving on to Achreinim, the Mizrahi, Rebbe Mizrahi, we'll hear a little bit more about him soon, so he wrote um, a chibur on the smag, 
And here he's basically the starting point in the world of Achreinim, of people that handle all different, a lot of the questions on, on this, starting from this Gemara, he is the address to start with analyzing Hanukkah. He's famous for, there's another very famous question that's also a lot of answers have been given, but nothing close to the Beis Zakasha of why was there necessary for an ace? Tuma Hutcher there's a famous question. He's the earliest source, I believe, that asked the question. Anyway, so the Mizrahi, he starts off with a few pages of great material, and from there on, the Achroinim, they handle those that had the Mizrahi, at least, starting from the Bach, the Marsha, earlier, and others, they talk about him, they talk about what they, when they springboard off his questions, the answer being Mephalpal, what he says. Now, an exceptional example related to the Mizrahi his work is a sefer called Bate Kahuna. This is a work from someone who was sort of a Rebbe of the Chida much later on, and his name was um, Rabbi Yitzchak Rappaport. He ends up in Yerushalayim. The Chida um, learns by him on some levels, not for now to discuss exactly, but the point is he just takes this Nakuda of the Mizrahi, and he has dozens of issues, something like 50, almost 50 issues where he's mefalpal, unbelievable in every tag tag of the Mizrahi who is going through the Brisa in this, this small little Brisa. Okay. Now, many years ago, I picked up two beautiful Svarim that were reprinted. One was called Ner Tamid from a Yid, a Magid, a, a Litvish Magid who died in 1825, and a Chibur called Haidavit which also was a Chibur. These are two Chiburim devoted to Hanukkah. They're not only, de- they're dealing with the Gemaras and the famous questions, He's from 1810, and they're just um, they're just remarkable how many different svarim there are written on Hanukkah throughout the ages. Fast forward, I mean, just go backwards a drop. I mentioned already last year we gave a shear a little bit about Hanukkah, why there's no mention of Mishnayis Hanukkah. We spoke about a sefer called Hanukkah Sabayis, which is quoted right away in the Magen Avram, the earliest source for Hanukkah gelt. Um, and we sp- so this is a, also a sefer completely devoted to Hanukkah through the through dealing with halachic aspects, seeing through Al Hanisim. Sorry, sorry, not Al Hanisim. Haner Salolu. He takes Haner Salolu and shows all Hilchos Hanukkah. He's Mafalpol and Gans Hilchos Hanukkah being Medayik and every word in the sefer. It's a very special, unique sefer. Not for now. Anyway, the point is, when you fast forward, Lamashal, open up your Mayadim Balacha from Reb Zevin. Rabbi Ram Shur wrote a, wrote a contrast published three different times where he takes the Gemara, the famous Gemara of Raisa of Maichanika, he analyzes it with all different questions, a beautiful work. And in recent years, more and more works come out. Just today I got another email of another work that came out earlier this week, a different work comes, and it's endless how many works come out on Hanukkah. But focusing on, on our question of the Beis Yosef, of why is there eight days, so... There's a famous sefer um, called Ner Lamea from Zeltzer, and it had it collected 100 answers. At a certain point in time in recent years, a sefer came out called Yimei Shmaina, which collected 500 answers. This book, Yimei Shmaina, is available on Hebrew books. There's an article about it. Someone wrote a review on this farm blog many years ago when it came out. And more recently, the Eitzim Mefarshia Talmud, which they're famous for doing, collecting Rishayim Achreinim on Gemara and everything, so they decided to do the Sugya of Hanukkah. They put out a massive work on the Sugya of Hanukkah. And the back, they have a whole beautiful country specifically dealing with the Beis Yisus Kasha in a very orderly manner. Okay. Now, more recently, I think it's about two years ago, a sefer came out called Shmaina Miyoidea. Shmaina Miyadeya was from a Yid of Shmuel David Weiss. This Yid, it seems to be from the introduction, um, he died before the Sefer was published, but he worked for many years collecting material on the Beis Yisus Kasha. He collected a thousand trutzim. But the Hashivas of the Sefer is, for, first of all, is that he 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 um, he doesn't just collect answers. He deals and analyzes each answer, puts them into subsections, because a lot of answers are going to be similar. There's going to be different nakudas, and he, he does a beautiful job being mafalp on them with Ha'aris, and he, the, the, in the introduction they say that he didn't do through search engines and stuff like that. He sat and he tracked tra- tra- down Svarim, and he went through the sugyas through, through many, many years of research. Okay. Anyway, so this, and this safer basically has a thousand Terutzim. So that is available today on the market. It's called Shmainim Yedea. Okay. Just to mention, I said there's a million Svarim out there, so there's Rav Adler. He put out a sefer called Hashem Ivanov. He also put out the Bate Kahuna that I quoted earlier with a beautiful edition with footnotes. There's also a work called Ma'ari Hanukkah, and there's another work, Mamlechas Kayhanim, from a Rav Leiter. Also, the, all these are beautiful collections of material on Hanukkah. Anyway, 
So now, focusing back to us, the Beis Yosef's Kasha, so it seems that um, the fact that people spending time answering the Beis Yosef's question on Hanukkah, it's not a new thing. Lamashal, Rabbi Shaya Berlin, in, in the end of his work on Targum, he writes, when he was young, already people, the it was a known thing that people already then, back in, he dies in 1790s, that to spend time answering the question of the Beis Yosef. And he will see an answer that he gives um, shortly. Okay. Anyway, so we have the Beis Yosef's Kasha, which is what? Beis Yosef, in the beginning of Tafresh Ayin, beginning of Hilchus says, to say only the next part, the seven days is the miracle, but the actual first night, there was enough oil, according to the simple reading of the Gemara, for one night. So that night's not an ace. So why do we light eight days? We should light for seven days. That's the famous Beis Yosef's Kasha. We'll get back to shortly the Beis Yosef's answer. I, my introduction to this question was when I was um, about nine. My father told us to be on my way to shul. At one point, I heard the Satma Rebbe gave a different tarots every night. I don't know if that meant for all his life he gave a different tarots. If they were his own terutzim, terutzim that he heard, but he gave many terutzim. Okay, now um, let's just point out um, a, a bibliographical piece of information about this about the Beis Yosef and this kasha. Rabbi Yosef Cairo is born around 1488. He dies around 1575. His work, the Beis Yosef, which he becomes the most famous of all his many works that he wrote, is published in 1550. Okay, this chibur is a massive, incredible work collection of Rishonim, Chazal, starting from Gemaras, Rishonim, even some Ga'inim, and tons of material on each simon and simon in Shulchan Aruch. He attaches it to the tour, and he also deals with Klali Apsaka, he Paskins, and he had many manuscripts, incredible amount of information um, in the Sefer. And through this, it became actually the library for centuries for people to use. Now, for the most part, the work is a halachadik work. But in Hilchus Chanukah, we find that out of the ordinary, he deals with some agadah to different things. And one of the questions he asks is this kasha that he asks, why is Chanukah even eight days? Now, this is not normally a question that has any halachic bearings, pashtos. Yeah, I'm sure in some of the many different answers it gets into halacha, but he was not, it's not so much fitting to in his work. Okay, but he asked the question. He asked some other issues he talks about before this question in Tafresh Okay, Ayin It could be as a suggestion, is we find the Rambam, when he talks about Hilchas Chanukah, the Rambam had a tremendous impact on the Beis Yisuf Bechlau, um, and Hilchas Chanukah has a few halachas where he outlines some of the historical aspects of the Chag before he gets into the halacha. So maybe that's why here the Beis Yisuf chose to talk about Chanukah and Azarifin. Okay. Anyway, the first hour is like this, that the question that the Beis Yisuf asked was asked earlier from him. Who asked the question earlier? So we're going to see in Mir Hashem that many people asked the question earlier, but most of those people, they say, didn't know about. But one person we know who asked the question right before him is the Mizrahi. We earlier just spoke about the Mizrahi. Now, the Mizrahi is born around 1452 and dies in 1525. Without getting into his history, we know he was a great guy, not only famous for his monumental, incredible work on Rashi, he, was, he wrote Chuvis, he was one of the Gedele Adar of his time. He was not only was he, he was also known to be a guy in in other sciences and maths. The famous story that they say on various different gedolim that they could look at a jar of let's say jelly beans and say how many jelly beans they say it on him already, um, which makes sense actually with his mathematical skills. And obviously the way they test these gedolim is that they, they they show them the jelly beans. They say how many is it, and then they say okay turn around and they take out one jelly bean and then they test them again and see if he knows it. And it's supposedly according to the stories on the different gedolim tests and the different versions. Okay, anyway, the Pekitzer is, he writes on the Smag, this, this Chibur, published in 1520, so this is before the Beis Yosef. Now, in general, the Beis Yosef quotes the Mizrahi many times, including this work. He quotes Mizrahi Al-Tayrat, Chuvis, and he even has materials from the Mizrahi that we don't have. So he, and the Mizrahi is a very important person for him, so it's very interesting. The Bach already points out... When he talks about the Beis Yosef's Kasha, he says, Kol Perushim that the Mizrahi brings this down. Fine. Lemaisa, we find that the many Achreinim already early on and later on also, when they handle the question of the Beis Yosef, they right away say, Beis Yosef and the Mizrahi, such as the Chang Zabayis, the Bach, the Zer Yaakov, Rishai Berlin, Menchus Baruch, and a long, long list. But anyway, I don't know what happened. The Beis Yosef, the Derech Klal, was very, very makbid. He quoted things from the sources. This is a safer that he always used. The point is that it's early on 
a, the, the question, and we're going to see two of the answers, that basically three answers, two of the answers are, there, are found already in the Mizrahi. So what are the answers to the question that the Beisayasif asks? So number one, the Beisayasif says like this, famous answer, is that they divided the oil into eight parts. So there was enough for one night. They divided it into eight, and they only put in a small part. And lo and behold, the first morning, they come and they see it's still lit. So the nace was already the first night, because when they put the amount of oil that they put in wasn't even enough to last for a whole night, and it lit and stayed lit for the whole night. So obviously, there's a whole deal in Achorinim if you're one's allowed to do that. Why did they even do that? Um, are you allowed to do that? Maybe they should have just done, if they had enough for one night, and then worry about the next day, what to do. This is already a deal many, many Achorinim talk about. Another answer that Beis says, after they put in the oil, what happens? They look at the pach, and the pach is still full. So right away, it was liquor. This is the bet. In a way, this is a great answer because they didn't do anything. They thought they were they were doing taka, what I just said. They lit, they put in the right amount of oil because that's what they had. Focus on what we have today. Shalom al Yisrael. And all of a sudden, like they say, the famous story, there was a wine bottle or some form of, of mashka by the Baba Sali. And he would put a cover over it and pour it, and no one ever saw him ever needed to be refilled. He he was able to give drinks to hundreds of people. So it was a mamashanais. And there was nicker on the first night. The third answer says the base Yosef is on the first night, they put in everything, and then they come in the morning. So again, they went with Aldas that that you're supposed to just focus on the first night. And what do they see? The the candles are still full. So already on the first night. The, the nace is nicker. Okay, these are the three famous trutzim of the Beis Yosef. The Mizrahi says, number one, the answer of that they were that they divided it, which I said already, people start handling it. Sorry, the Mizrahi says it, that they divided it. Now, the Mizrahi says, throws in an extra line, which is very important. He says, How much is supposed to be? So how could they go ahead and divide it? Says the Mizrahi, key words, mitzvah. Kuva. So over here they were stuck. They didn't know if they're going to have, so they divided it. So this is an answer which, against the Lamashal Batekuna has pages devoted to dealing with it, and, and many, many people deal with it, if you if this is true. Inami, then he says a second tarot, which is also one of the truths of the Beis Yosef, that when they put it in, they saw the pach is full. So these, so basically, key answer number one that's that the Beis Yosef says, and so to the Mizrahi is that it was nicker the first night because they divided it. So there wasn't even enough for it to go through one night, and then all of a sudden they see in the next morning. And the second answer, which is said by the Mizrahi and the Beis Yosef, is what that um, that they that they put in. And then they look at the oil, the bottle that they used to pour it is full. Okay. Anyway, Lamais, interestingly enough, before the Mizrahi, before the Beis Yosef, the Marik, who is important for both of them, says this answer of the division. But the Marik was only published, his notes on the smack were only published in 1970 by Mechon Yerushalayim. Anyway, so we're, so we're already seeing is the Beis Yosef asked the Kasha and gives an answer, the Mizrahi asked the Kasha, and earlier the Marik. Now, does, the question always is, do we show them ask the question? So everyone knows um, at one point or another you heard that if it's a good kasha, you'll find that we show them ask it, or they should ask it. If you don't find that something's wrong, even. Now, Avad of Tabes Yosef asked it, that's good enough for me, but it's always extra geschmack if we find earlier. Turns out there's going to be, a, um, and that's going to be the course of the next little bit, is as follows. From based on a gear so found in the Shultis, there's going to be an answer. From the Sefer Itim, which is the Dar after the Rif. From the Eshkol, which is 1158, he dies. Rimalunel, 1210. Arzaru, 1250. Sefer Ma'iris, who's the Dar of the Ramban. The Rush. The Me'iri. Archas Chaim and Kolbai. That's the same author. The Tzor Chaim, Tamil Rajba. The Namuke Yosef. All ask this question and give different answers. So we see that this question that the Beis Yosef had was a, a, a question that people were, were, were dealing with. Now, in most cases, or in all the cases, almost every single case, the Beis Yosef did not have these works. So there's no question why the Beis Yosef didn't bring down these Rishayim. Okay, so most of these works actually were printed in our lifetime. Lamashal, the Sefer Ma'iris was printed by Bloy. The Namuki Yosef was printed by Maisha Bloy. There's a Gillian Tysis that asked that he's printed by who? Maisha Bloy. So three of the, three of the, already three of the Rishayim that handle this question are only printed very recently. Um, and we'll see some more shortly. Anyway, in general, the, to, before we go further, is 
the Chidah writes in an entry about something else. He says, a lot of times when you learn Rishonim, you will be able to see that a lot of times the things that Achreinu are Mephalpo are already Merumas and Rishonim. And so it's very extra Geshmak. And he's talking about in his time that he was Zaycha to see so many different Rishonim and everything. So we see that the So here, Lamashal, the Beisayis is Kasha. Achreinim start handling the Beisayis of Kasha. All of a sudden, in our generation, was Zaycha to Rishonim. So I said, if people have problems, how could you divide it up? The whole thing. And the Mizrahi throws in that it's not Likuva. Already the Rishonim, Lamashal, the Taisis Rosh, he Taka says like this. So we see we have a strong Makar and a Rishon like the Teretz and the Beis Yosef and the Mizrahi. Similar to the Mukia Yosef says it. And the, the Tzorar Chaim goes with this. And for, um, even the Gilean Taisis goes like this. And interestingly enough, a Maramakam from another weird Maramakam, so to speak, there's a Kuntris on Hanukkah called from Rabbi Yitzhak to Menako, early Makubal. And this great Makubal actually... Yes, and Bekitzer, he also goes with this answer. He says it two times in, in the Chibor of his that was published from manuscript only the first time in 1984. Also an early Rishon that talks about other things in the countries. Derek Agav, he says this Nakuda. So we see that for Rishayim was the Davar Pashat to go with this Mahalach, that what? They divided it eight into eight and it ended up being lit for the whole night. So they saw the nice the first night, Gavaldit. Okay, the Namuki Yosef, all the, some of these other Rishayim have some other answers, but for the most part, the Taisis Rush's answers mirror exactly the Beis Yosef. The Beis Yosef did not have the Taisis Rush. Um, now, the Namuki Yosef, who asks it and says it, interesting, the Namuki Yosef, the Beis Yosef had it many times, but it seems that Masech the Shabbos, he probably did it. Anyway, one other answer given by the Rishayim, um, one other, uh, two other Nakudas from Rishayim is like this. Arches Chaim, who also we now know is the author of the Sefer Kalbay, he brings down this question and he says two answers, and we'll see more about them soon. One is because there was a Hanukkah Sabayas from the Avoida that the, the Avonit with Yavanim were Mavato. Now, so he doesn't say how that answers the question. We'll see that, that we'll see more about how that answers the question as we go further. He also brings down a Baal Itim that the Itim says, Lama Shmaini Yamam Lufisha Balam Mila. Well, we know there was various Gezeris on Klal Yisrael during this period of time. One of them was Mila. So Lufika Chavashmaini Yamam. So it has nothing to do with Hanukkah even. The Itim is removing it from Hanukkah. Okay, fine. So so basically we're seeing that this question was asked by different Rishainim. And as I said, most for the most part, basically he doesn't have it. Rima Lunil, who asks this question, um, he just says, He's agreeing that maybe it was like only um, seven days, but just we made it longer to to bechlal to have a shir shmeri yamim. Is there going to be a possibility of shmeri yamim? Where could that even be? We'll see. Possibly a mahalach for the Rima Lunil also. Now, the Me'iri, who also asked this question, he says that people say different things, that they split it. comes out, they're relying on an ace the first night. How could they do that? So obviously he might argue on the Nakuda of if you're allowed to divide it or not, or whatever, but this is for the Taira, for, for, not for now. And another Nakuda that the Miri says is that we're, we're, why do we have the, the first night is for the Haida of the Metzias Apach, the first night is on the Etzem finding of the Pach Shemen. That itself was a nice, right? We didn't find any other oil. Shara Leilis al Nesa Shemen. So this, in a way, a lot of people like this Teret, so the Miri, other people say it, is, so there's two, there's the first day, the Nesa, the first day, which is the Etzem Metzia of the Pach. That is its own right miracle. And the second, the rest of the seven days is because it ended up being lit, remaining lit for a much longer period of time. Okay. Interestingly enough, one last early source that deals with it is the Maral. The Maral, who's a younger contemporary of the Beis Yosef, he dies and he has Arichus Yam Nifla. He dies at 1609, and he both in his drasha, um, his um, his, um, his work on Hanukkah called Ner Mitzvah, and also in his Chedusha um, Gadis, was only printed in the 60s. He answers similar to the Teretz. It was the Taka divided it up. So we see that it's very interesting that at least for many. Many early sources, the 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 Mahalich was that they divided up into eight parts. Okay, now Lamaisa, just to throw out there, is that Rabbi Sh- sometimes Rishayim say things, and then people are medayik in them, unbelievable diyukim 
Um, and one such diuk is there's a Ran that based on how the Ran explains the Gemara and Shabbos, some a different aspect. He's not asking the Beis of Kasha, but he's dealing with Vas Epis, the whole aspect of the of it was why was it with Chaisim Shalkain Gadol and what's the Dagesh of Chaisim Shalkain Gadol. So he shows from the he's Medayik and the Lashonis of the Ran, Rabbi Shai Berlin shows that he's coming to really answer up to be similar to Beis Kasha. Um, but that's not for now. Okay. Now, so basically, this is so the first step. Where now we finished uh, one part, which is basically uh, very simple. Rishayim asked the question. There's an answer, but the Beis didn't have almost any of these Rishayim. The only one that he 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 seemed to have had was the Archas Chaim, but um, he might have had it in a manuscript. Kolba he seems to have had, but okay. But the point is, so it's not any problems whatsoever that he didn't quote it because normally he said he quotes all these Rishayim all the time. Okay, now let's go to the next Mahalach. The next Mahalach is a very famous Mahalach, and that is the Shultas. The Shultas pretty much seems to die somewhere around 755. It's a Chibur in, written in mostly Aramaic of on Halachadik Agalto. It seems he was writing for his kid, and it's a massive work um, that was published. We just actually had an episode where we discussed uh, a lot of different aspects about it with Rabbi Shai Berlin and the influence of Rabbi Shai Berlin's parish on the base matters of the Gra. But anyway, the point is, you open up the Chibur and right around Parshas Vayishlach, all of a sudden there's two long drushes all about Hanukkah. Already Rabbi Shai Berlin asked the question, Vasepis, that Parshas Vayishlach, he's handling um, Hanukkah. So he says, he throws out a Ha'ara that because the, the, it's the Shailun Adarshim of Nehachag, Shleishim Yoim. So he's already starting ready earlier on Parshas Vayishlach to talk about Hanukkah. Anyway, turns out that um, that there was not only two drushes of the of the Shultis on Hanukkah, there's really three. Anyway, the kids are all of a sudden at the end of the parish, at the end of the work on Hanukkah, as far as we have it in the published version, we find the Girsa. And the Girsa is talking about our Gemara. It says, there wasn't even enough oil for even one day, and they put in whatever they had, and it stayed lit for how long? For eight days. Says Rabbi Shai Berlin in his parish on, on Shultis, Sheila Shalom, he says, unbelievable, the simcha that I got through this girsa, Miyoshev, the Beisayis Kasha. Okay, so Slechaira, because the point is that the, that there's a Ga'inic gears, a Ga'inim different Messiah in the Gemara, not like the Messiah that we all learned as children that they found enough oil at least for one night. There wasn't even enough for one night. Okay, so that, now, interestingly enough, I'm just going to go very fast and say like this the, the um, many people were very sameach. They were very, very happy when they came across this gears of the shultas. I would venture to say this is perhaps the most famous shultas that's found amongst regular people, because most people don't really crack the shultas often, but this girsa, especially to be miyash, the kash, the Yosef, long, long list of famous people that went with the answer. Um, who's the earliest, so the Chida already points out, there's a work, Nachlas Ariel, that was printed in 1732, on Masechta Seifrim, he already points to this Shultus to answer up the question of the Beis Yosef. Now, the point is, the Beis Yosef doesn't have the Shultus. That's the, uh, so there's no problem with the Beis Yosef, because he would have noticed this type of thing, I would have brought it. Anyway, the Berke Yosef, the Chida, brings us in his work, Berke Yosef, which we're going to get back to, the Chida, sorry, in his Berke Yosef, we'll get back to it shortly. Now, but the Chibur de Birke Yosef, not everyone had it, especially in Eastern Europe. Lamashal, and recently I came across a letter of Chsam Seifer that he bar- he didn't even have a Birke Yosef, he had to borrow from someone. There's a lot of Hashivas behind that story, one day we'll get to tell it. Anyway, there's a Chuva Seifer Pnei Aryeh, printed in 1790. Rabbi Avram ben Agra, in his Rav Palim, writes that how do we answer the Hashivas of the Shiltas, he has a few different samples, one of them is this gear, so Yosha de Beis Yosef Hasha. There's even Messiahs that the Gra said this, that based on a, um, that the Gra said this. Okay. There's a Chibar I mentioned, Haid Tehila, in 1810. There's a Rav who wrote a parish on Megillus Tainus. There's a Chibar Ner Tamid, Zeicher David, Toldus Noyach Drashas. There's a, the Isha Yisrael Masech the Shabbos over there. Masilus Habarzal and Shabbos over there. Rabbi Yaakov Kahana and his work told us Yaakov. Rabbi Yaisa Zechariah Stern, Rabbi Yaina Bandi in a work called Melchemus Aleikim, Rabbi Yaisa Engel, in his Gileonis on Shas, the Eishel, in his Perish Amigil's Tainus, the Atzizayis says this. So because of all these people use this Gersa to be Miyashiv, the Gersa, the Gemara, of the Kasha, the Beis Yosef. Now, interestingly enough is the Tayyot Mima brings down in his work Baruch Shamar the, the Shiltis to be Miyashiv. By Tayyot Mima, it's extra schwer because who 
handles this sugya and deals with it at great length. His uncle, the Nitziv, in his Hamak Shela, he doesn't even mention the Hamak Shela, he doesn't even mention that the Nitziv, we're going to see, does not accept that this is the correct Gersa in the Shultis. Okay, now, already, now that leads us to the next point. Is this the correct Gersa in the Shultis? So already, the for example, Rabbi Shai Berlin was aimed on that there's a stira in Shiltus, and he's going to come up with an answer, which we'll get to in a moment. Lamaisa, today, we have multiple kisveyad of the Shiltus, and it turns out that there's a third Shiltus. Even if you want to accept that this is the correct Yersa in this Shiltus, who said that that's what he means? But let's go with, um, let's move that for a second. It turns out there's two pieces in Shiltus where clearly he goes with our Gemara. That what happened, there was enough Shemen for one night, and this is the in the shult, in earlier in the Shultus, and then there's a new a new material of a, of a new Shultus that was only more recently discovered that the, even the Natsiv did not have, which also says, like our Girsa, that there was enough for one night. So the question is, what do you do when you have such a thing? You have possibly two Shultuses that say like our Gemara, one not. Okay, so I've um. Without getting into all the details about it, the Shultis as a Chibor says the Chida. There was a lot. There's a lot of manuscripts. There's a lot of mistakes in it. So it's very possible the Chida Lamaisa. After everything, even though he he goes back and forth at the end, his maskana is there's a printing mistake and it's not an answer to the basis of Kasha. It's like our Gemara. That's what I really meant to say. The Chida, um, sorry, and so too the Natsiv. And we're going to get back to the Natsiv Mahalach and in to understand the Shultis at a later in a few minutes. But just to say what so Rabbi Shai Berlin uh, and other people give all different terutzim, the Mashal of Charlap, Rav Alexander Moshe Lapidus, Rabbi from Argolis in his Nefesh Chaya. There's a work called Tefeses Re'im from the son of the Chazid David, an early work on the Shultis. They all tried to be miyash of the stira in Shultis because at one point he seems to go like our Gemara that there was enough for one day. Says the Rabbi Shai Berlin. After he discusses his simcha that he had, ah, you're gonna ask me earlier on in the shultis that he that he talks about. It sounds like Al Gamar. He says no, that they found enough oil, and he says his words are, that um, hold on, what happens is when you pour into another container, a little stays in the bottle, so it ends up being that there's not enough, and that and that and so memela. That's that's what it means. They taka the Gemara. They, so what, what, it comes out a remarkable chiddush that the that they found enough oil for one night. And if you look, the this bottle had an exact amount. But when you pour, everyone knows when you pour from a bottle into something a little bit, you don't get out all of it. So that remains, and that makes it. So that was the that's the nace, and that's how he's miyasha the stira. So at one point, it's talking about what in the etzim bottle there was enough, but by the time you pour it in, you lose out a little. So and that little makes the difference. This is what he says. Then the tziv says um, he does not like this nakuda. You would find this in the gemara. This whole this whole nakuda that they that the, that was the that was the whole difference. Okay, but the tziv has another mahalach to deal with it, and he but he basically assumes that there's a printing mistake in the. Shultis. We're going to get back to it in a moment. So one of the things is like this: when they want to bring a raya for a, for a, for a, for a, such a girsa, we always look. Do we have anyone else that has such a girsa? Turns out there's an eshkol. The eshkol has the girsa. It says the shultis, and it says like the 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 way Rabbi Shai Berlin's all happy about, and the way a long list of achrayim that I said that there wasn't enough for one night. So what do you do? Okay, lemaisa and is ma'ayir. He points to the shiltis, to, to this eshkol. It just had come out while he was working on it. And Lamashal, Archas Kaim Espinka, the Marsham, and his beautiful work, Archas Kaim, brings down his eshkol and others. Fine. Ramon Baruch, Stam brings down Hanukkah, a few diukim from the eshkol. What's the significance? It turns out it became a big tumult many years later that it's a forgery. If it's a forgery, then you can't bring a raya from the eshkol. Okay, this is its own story. It's called. It's known as the story of the Eshkol forgery. That um, Lamashal, if one wants to see interesting material about it, Zevin deals with it a few times in Seifim Vesfarim. But it was there was there was a legitimate claim that it might be a forgery. So that goes. We can't bring a raya from that region that this is the correct Yersa in the Shultas. Is there any other rayas? So the answer is they bring and already the Chida. It's incredibly, these Rabbeinu Yerochem. Rabbeinu Yerochem also has the girsa like the way the Shultis, that there wasn't enough even for one night. That would be great. We now have 
not one Rishon Aaron Vishultus, we have the Rabbein Yerucham. Problem is, says the Chida, don't bring me rise from Rabbein Yerucham, Rabbein Yerucham is full of mistakes. Okay. Lamaisa, just want to focus for one minute and point out that the Chida, over here, Kedarka Bekaidis, she's incredible. And over here, but the fact, um, something that I mentioned briefly in the Shira Maruchan Knievsky, the Chidah, by the fact they traveled to dozens of places and he saw so many Svarim in all different places, he was able to be, as they say, way ahead of the game. He Kilo, was able to see Svarim that no one else was seeing. So in his work over here, he saw the Arches in Lamashal, he sees the Pnei he brings a Kafnaki, which we're going to get to what, so, shortly, what the Pnei and Kafnaki both say. He deals with an all different Chiburim, he knows about the Shultis, he knows about who's the first source in the Shultis, he sees this rare work on the Masech Tosayfrim, he, um, he, he, he's the Chaps with the Rebbein Yerochem, but he says, Lamaisa, the, the bolt to Shultis and Rebbein Yerochem are full of mistakes. Okay. Now, um, so the point is that the, 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 the Chida, by the fact that he traveled, he literally, he was, Lamashal, the Shultis for him was a very important work. He brings it dozens of times in his Birki Yosef. Um, and so, and he even lists in his list of when he read Svarim, which years he read the Shultis, which turns out was in 1784, 1783, 1784. For me, that was very bad because I wanted it to be later on. I wanted it to be after Rabbi Shai Berlin publishes it, which was in 1786. But the answer is, the Chida knew about it before Rabbi Shai Berlin um, wrote about it in his countries. So he publishes it first. He gets killed in the academic world. You go, who gets the schos of finding the Metziv first? But furthermore, which edition of the of the Shultis did the Metziv, sorry, did the, did the Chida have? It turns out we have a list of his library. Although Mechon Ma'ar publishes in a recent edition of their Magal Toiv, his library, they're missing this information in a more complete list, which was published way before he had the first edition of the Shultis. So he doesn't need to come on to the 1786 of Rishai Berlin, but he does get Rishai Berlin's parish and he likes it and he comments about it. Anyway, moving on. The point is that there was a there's a Girsa from the Shultis. There's um, and as I said, already Rishai Berlin tries to reconcile the stira, and other Achorinim have other Gishmaka Chaps to answer up the stira. But the Chida and the Natsiv, they say it's a printing mistake. And you cannot rely on the Girsa of the Shultis. Okay. Now, the question which a lot of people ask and a lot of people deal with is, Vasepis, what's this? why was this oil having it from the Kayin Gadol? That it has a Chaisim Shal Kayin Gadol. Do we find that there was other oils or any oil had to have the Chaisim Shal Kayin Gadol? So here, there's a fascinating tshuva in the Pnei Aryeh, where he brings from someone, um, I think it's someone of Lipschitz, and then the, the, the Chida who saw it also saw a Chibur Kafnaki, which we spoke about in the Shirim on Chaim Knievsky and the, lo, and the grasshoppers, that basically is that when the when the Kain Gadol would bring Karbanas every day, he had to have special oil. So this was not oil that was for the Menaira, this was oil for the carbon of the Kain Gadol. And this Taka oil was a little less than the amount necessary for the oil of the Menaira. So then, so then, depending, this might even be able to be able to use to answer up with the Shultis. Um, okay, and the Shabbos Shalmi, a beautiful Hebrew on Masech Shabbos, says that the Chida's son told him this answer, but he, he said, and he even brought in the Shultis and Rabbi Yerochem, but he, it seems, he, he writes in parentheses, that he doesn't know what his father said about bringing a riot from the Shultis at the end of the day. At the end of the day, the Chida held not to bring a riot from Rabbi Yerochem the Shultis. I mean, say, it seems like, at first, he was all excited, similar to Rabbi Shire Berlin, and then afterwards, as he, more things um, hit him, he decided it's not a good answer. Okay, now, interestingly enough, and this gets us to uh, interesting Nakuda with Hanukkah, very briefly, is as follows. Okay, there's a Gersa the Shultis. Forget about this theory. Let's go that the Gersa is correct. So there's a great guy, in, a Lutvisha giant, that wrote a, a Merdeka Chibur on the Sefer Ha'itur. Called Pesach Advir. This is written by a Yid Rav Meir Yaina. So he talks about the Gersa and Shultis, and then he says, I can't accept it. Why not? Because the Megillus Hashem we find like our Gemara, which is that there was enough for one night. So what's he talking about? Is in Gilles Hashmanayim? The answer is that there's, and again, this is its own long shear, which we're not going to go into. I'm just going to say in one minute, there's there's something known as Megillus Hashmanayim. There's also something known as Megillus Antiochus. 
So much so that in early sources we find Megillus Antiochus and many, many sources for generations. It was read on Hanukkah. When is it from? Is it earlier than Ga'inim? But we it's very possible it's even earlier than Ga'inim, but Rabbeinu Sadia Ga'in is handling with this Chibur. He relies on it. He wrote a Hagdama about it. And there's, in one of the editions, in the Sefer, one of the recent editions to the Megillus Antiochus, published by Rav Leiter in his Mamlechus Kaihanim, he has a long list of G'dayli Ailam that use this work, the, this Megillah. And Taka the Girsa is like our Gemara. There's a lot of information um, um, about this Megillah. Just to mention very briefly, the Hebrew you made David from David Saloniki, he has a bunch of pieces handling because this Megillah was read, so he has all different, he's handles it. And in more recent times, Review the Zeval, Reb Nassim Fried, Reb Nassim Rabinovitz, Professor Sperber, they all deal with different aspects of the Megillah Santiochus. It's possible even that this is a source for some Rambams in the beginning of Hilchas Hanukkah. Okay. Even the Archa Shulchan in Simon Tafresh in Hilchas Hanukkah says, he's, he's handling about Hanukkah, he says, there's another reason why Hanukkah is eight days, because it's Mavur in the Sefer Hashmunai, which might be this anti um this might be the Hebrew anti of the Megillus Antiochus, it might really be that it's another Hebrew, which we will get to shortly. Right, We'll get to it right now. And that is that the earliest Hiburim about Hanukkah are... Um, the Chibur is the Sefer Maccabeum. Sefer Maccabeum, the Sefer Maccabeum Aleph and Sefer Maccabeum Base. We're not going to get into the whole long history about it, but we will say that Lamashal, recent years, saw a beautiful edition of Sefer Maccabeum as a skamas from Gedele Yailam, Reb Shleim Fischer, Reb Zalman Chemi Goldberg, and others that one could rely on it, one could learn it. And Gedele used this Chibur. We'll have some quotes. We'll have one or two sites about it shortly. And basically, these are Chiburim from people at the time of Hanukkah. So you want so open it up right away. See how they talk about the nice of Hanukkah. So without getting into the whole story, they don't even talk about the miracle of Hanukkah of as we know it of defining the Pach Shemen. They refer to that they made eight days of Simcha. And it talks about in Mac, Sefer Maccabeum Aleph, Hanukkah because there was a Hanukkah Samazbeach, Yamim Shmaina. There were eight days of Hanukkah Samazbeach. In the Sefer Maccabean Bays, which is its own story, what it is, which also beyond early work, when it talks about it, it brings a connection to Sukkis. Now, none of them talk about finding Shemen and it's being lit for eight days. Interestingly enough, I just said, Darach HaShulchan says, He's touching it up. So therefore, there's some connection between it. So, What's happening is there's nothing to do with finding of Shemen at all in these Chiburim. Obviously, it's his own story. We're not going to go into it. Okay, now let's lead to the last bunch, last answer that we'll be discussing today. And this gets into um, one more, two early, more early sources. I said the Natsiv, he's very bothered. So um, about the Zestira, I said in the Shultas. So what is the, how does the Natsiv learn it up? So in his masterpiece called Hamak Shela, he says, maybe... They didn't even light the menorah. Why not? Because everyone was tummy. So what did they do? So the Natsiv suggests that um, they had a menorah of eights based on the Sugis and Menachis and um, they used special Shibudim. So now so they when they used the Pach which pach were they using? It seems they might have even lit in the pach itself. They didn't even make, it might not have been a special menorah um, because of the tumah. Okay, the, the Natsiv has his whole, he has a, um, he talks about it. And the question is, is the, what, what in the world is he referring to? Okay, so the answer is like this. Let's We'll, we'll go like this. There's a chibur, an early chibur. Um, these are, what is this files? There's a chibur, psik, we're going to call it the psikta. And the psikta we find, we're getting to, we're getting towards the we're getting towards the this is basically the last mahalach for for us for today as follows. The psikta says lama malik neres bechanaka el b'shash and atzchu banav shel chashmonei akayin agadol malchus yavan. It says shenemar brings nichsus lebeis amigdus matzu sham shmoina shibudin shel barzel the kavu aisan v'dlikum b'saycham neirays. Why do we like Hanukkah Neiris? Is because of Shibudim of Barzal that they found eight of them, and because of that we light eight candles. What? What's even going on? So already, Rabbi Ephraim Zalmar Golis in his incredible Perizera Ephraim points to what do you mean? 
open up your Megillus Tinus, have a Megillus Tinus handy, and you'll see that you know who asked this question, one of our earliest works, the Megillus Tinus. Megillus Tinus begins, and this is identical to the Braiso. We spoke a little bit about it last year when I spoke about um, Hanukkah. First, it talks about it talks in Aramaic. It says Esrim v'chamisha be yoyim Chanukah timnin yoyim, and talks about the first thing. Then it talks about our Gemara Then it says like this. Adkan brings our Gemara. Then it says Umarol asis Chanukah shmoni yomim. Who's asking that question? The Megillus Tainus is asking this question. Then it says, I don't stand. Why are you asking that question? You just told me that the Pach Shemen and it was not enough to light eight days and it lived for eight days. So you, why are you asking this question? Answer is, no. And this is already the Nice Kalim on the Megillus Tainus. Point two in the Megillus Tainus, we see the Beisiasis Kasha. The Beisiasis Kinere, I'm pretty sure, did not have a Megillus Tainus. And if you open up your Megillus Tainus, you see. That they're asking the base Yisus Kasha, what shot? And it's talking about it links it to a Chanukah of of Chanukah's Ha Ma'isher Abenu. It was only seven days. What shot? The Chaimatzim Mechanukah Shas Shloima. It was only seven days. Uma Ro Lasis Chanukah Zeh Shmoniyam. So why is Chanukah different? Says the the says the what it says in the Megillah's Tiny says as follows. I'll be made Malchus Yavan Nichnus Beis Chashmur Lehechol. Banu Esam Zbeach. They built him a Zbeach. They're working eight days. They found seven shibudim of barzel. So it's fascinating what's going on here. Is it because of the Nesach Hanukkah or not? So, you, so obviously it requires, and there's a ton of ink has been spilled to be miyashiv and to understand this Megillus Tainus where it's coming from. But what's clear is that it's linking a whole new story to Hanukkah. Besides for the Brisa that everyone knows that they found the Pach Shemen, there's another Nakuda. And, and this is already what the Chida seems to really, the, sorry, is that's what the, the Nativ is really being Miramas too. And Lamashal, there's an Arzarua, which we also spoke about in the Shir Marachan Kanski, is also a new discovery of Rishayim. And he brings down a question. He brings down our Girsa. Then he asks the question. He brings the whole thing. The the point is that So what's the Hanukkah is about? Hanukkah which already gets back to what do we find in the Sefer Maccabeum? So the, so it comes out that there's a combination of multiple things that are happening and the different days are in remembrance for different things. One has to learn very carefully this Megillus Tainus. And and similarly, the Sikta with Rabbi Fahim Zalman, how he learns it up, just to list. The, the Megillus Tainus is published as early on as 1513. Um so technically, the base Yosef could have seen it. It already gets Perushim later on as 1659 and onwards. And we now have an edition of Mechon Zechonarim, which has all the Perushim in one handy volume. And the point is like this. Many Achroinim say, when they ask them about the base Yosef Kash, they say, open up your Megillus Tainus, the Megillus Tainus Peretes, ask the question. Now you have to understand how, how does it answer the question. It's very, that's, that I'm agreeing already. There's some type of thing which is totally in this Shipudim of Bar, Shmoyne Shipudim, or Shiva Shipudim of Barzel, and there was a special nace, and how it's being lit, and, and all halachas that come out from it, and is it totally in the Chanukah Samazbeach, and the Chanukah Samazbeach, uh, there's all different answers and all different akudas that are going on based on this psikta and this uh, Megillus um, Tainus. Just to point out a list very fast, Rav Kook, Rav Elia Paisik, Aredi Delia Rabba, the Zera Yaakov um, from the, um, the Bezdan and Yehuda, Rabbi Shai Berlin, Yemei David, Rabbi Yaina Bandi, the Talus Yaakov, the Minchas Baruch, the Tal Eris, the Talmud of the Avninezer, all of them point to the Megillus Tainus, that this is where the Beis Yezus Kasha is already asked. It's very hard to understand it, have, as I said. And the Psikta, besides for the Rebbe Zalman, the Chesam Seifer handles it at length, the Minchas Baruch handles it, and we have the Meretz in Shabbos already points to, if you look in 
the um, he says he brings down the base of the cash. He says, That it asked the question. It's a whole different story of what the nace of Hanukkah is about. So the sakem to be conclude, the marshal is a marsha also in, in Shabbos and also in Chulun and Hay that also deals with these aspects. So basically it's like this. The conclude is, the Beis Yosef asked the question. As I said, the Beis Yosef, the Mizrahi also asked the question. And a long list of Rishayim asked the question. At one point, there was a, a Simcha Gedayla, because there's a possible Girsa in the Shultas. And, and some people were Mayashev, there was Steris in the Girsa in the Shultas. So, but the point is, if we have the Shultas, it changes our understanding of the Nesach Hanukkah. That what? That even on the first night, they didn't have enough to light. Whereas, as you go further, we see that not only the Ga'inim possibly could be a Yishuv, if, the Shultas, if you want to accept the Girsa from the Shultas, you have how to read, which is very schwer, but the, the but the point is that there's a Megillus Tainus, and the, between that and the Psikta, they're way, way earlier. Megillus Tainus, again, is its own discussion how to date the Megillus Tainus, how to date the different parts of Megillus Tainus. But we see that the Beis Kasha was a Kasha that was asked and struggled with for centuries and centuries, way before the Beis Yosef, but these are Chiburim that the Beis Yosef didn't have, so he couldn't have answered the question. Just to conclude the last sentence, and this is Relating to what are you saying, the Pneyarie and um, and the Kafnaki that Chida brings down, Alexander Moshe says in a different way, if I'm just to say it, is that the point was that on um, that on diff- that the Kain Gadol had a different special. This is to emphasize what's the Pshad of the Chaisim Shal Kain Gadol because it was a different type of oil. It wasn't oil for the Menaira. And, and the Kain Gadol would keep a special Mahodadika oil. Which would be close to the shear, but not to the exact shear. And the point is, it was um, according to one of the nuschayis of how they say this piece of tire was. This is in the, in the winter nights, so then it, it came out. It didn't last as much. So, but kids are, there was enough oil, maybe possibly for a normal period of time, and that's when the kain gadol stored it, etc., etc. Anyway, the point is, a lot to talk about in Hanukkah. All these things are just scratching the surface, just to give a little bit of um, historical aspects behind some of the very, er- to show that this question was a question that Klal Yisrael, the G'daylem Rishaynim, Ainim possibly, and even as far back as Chazal were dealing with this question way back. Wow. <laughs> that is incredible. And if that's just scratching the surface, I can't even imagine what else is out there. Um, yeah. So, would you like to share Something before you uh, conclude. Conclude. Share a book. Okay, so just on the file, maybe something that's relevant to this. Oh, should should be something relevant to this? Uh, wait one second. Hanukkah. Okay. Um, should we do something Hanukkah? Do I have something handy Hanukkah? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, we'll deal with the Shmaina Miyadeh. Okay, so Shmaina Miyadeh, which we said, this is. It looks like this. Basically, it came out in nineteen in in um, two thousand and twenty, and it's very interesting reading the Hagdama, the, the Yid who wrote it. His name is Shmuel David Weiss. Was it seemed to be a Yid, a tremendous Talmud who sat and learned Shas for years with different Chavrusas. It talks all about it. His kids put it out for him after he died. Has very Chashav Askamas, including the famous um, in Eretz Yisrael, the famous Dayan in Naftali Nusbaum. It seems he learned in his Kailul. and I don't know why Vas got him attracted to Hanukkah. Per se, he had worked on other projects, but he started to collect the material of Hanukkah on the basis of Kasha. But what he does is literally he goes through everything. So let's say Dogma, he's going to talk about the basis of the first terrors. So the first terrors of basis, if we spoke about that, the basis says he's, um, he splits it. So he has pages where he starts handling. First, I'll show you the Rush asks it, which we spoke about. Then he has dozens of footnotes where he brings all different. Um, that handle it, and then he sets up what are the issues, and he has very clear masudar, um breaks it up with paragraphs, things you can find very easy to use if you're just looking for a specific nakuda. You want to see did, did anyone ask this prat on this kasha of the base yosef? So very very masudar, and pages and pages, and you're you're seeing gedolei svarad, gedolei ashkenaz, 
mekubalim. Everything in here is just. But it's what the chashivas of the sefer I feel is. It's very very masudah. Sadly, I only was I knew about the sefer a while ago, but I did not use this for the preparation of this shear. I only got it a day. Um, I only finally was able to get it a day or two ago. It was not in stock in the stores. I only got it literally a day or two ago. So I could not sit down and properly use it to see if I could pull anything for the shear. But looking through it um, after my preparations, with literally talking about close to 800, 900 pages on it with a nice mafteach, thorough mafteach. And, and he also lists out, once he's talking about it, even he puts them into subtopics, the answers, how they answer the Beisaitis Kasha. But, and then through that, at the end, he does have some um, other famous questions with some answers. And he even has a list of the Svarim that he used for the safer and a sort of a mafteach to help one um, find it. And Bekitzer, if one is interested in the Beisaitis Kasha, some people might find it's too much. A thousand terutzim, that's already a head, head's going to spin. So, But it seems it sold, very, from what I recall, it sold very well. Um, um, in the past two years that it's out. So where could you get it now? It's available in the stores in America? I, th- I think it is. It should be. I'm saying it, it was already, um, this week already was found in certain stores. I um, I think it should be available. Um, it's not out of print. It was found in regular stores here also. Before we close out, do you want to theorize why this question? You know, everything needs mazel. Hakal tolibim mazel, right? Why this question become the question, the most famous question that's, Talked about. I, I, I have this. Your question is an excellent question. And that's why I even said what I said in the beginning that I don't know why. Basically, like this, I'm off the cuff. Some, an akuda you could say is like this Hanukkah, people have a lot of time. People have gatherings. Um, you know, people are still in yeshiva part time. So as a kid, you, you know, you have the Hanukkah party and then someone gets up to give the drush in yeshiva. And the sugis of Hanukkah are very geschmack. So, Lamashal, in Valajan, it seems they learned the Sugis of Hanukkah. We have the famous Beis Halevi, Alatayra, has Shiram on Hanukkah. And it's clear from collections of material that people, peop, as I mentioned already, I quoted two earlier Svarim, one called Haid Tehila, and Ner it was It was a thing to do to write Svarim on the Sugis of Hanukkah. I'm not talking about the Magen Avram has on Hanukkah, I'm talking about just Hanukkah. And um, so, Hanukkah was a time that on one hand we find G'daylam were upset because people took sort of a Ben Azmanim. I think there's a Shla that was very anti very anti it. On the other hand, it was a time that because some people say Guf Gufat because there's a connection to Tarish Balpadi should be Mechazik. But we find Yeshivas, it's the off Shabbos and many, many very Yeshivas, very yeshivas, it's the only Shabbos they get off for a while. So there was a lot of time. So because of a lot of time, it generated that this is a, it's an easy question. You, even a, the question is, it's also, a, it's a, it's a, a perfect question for all ages. A little kid could have the kasha. And, and then when you see the deep, complicated terutzim, then you see that even a deep person could have. Like I'm saying the base of and all of a sudden you start seeing, let's say you open up the safe for me a day or whatever. The Shiltis, like I say, yeah, the Shiltis said, yeah, is it Shiltis? Let's check the Girsa. Let's handle the Girsa. Oh, but you don't know that, Kamar. You know, as I said, I gave an example, even the Bati Kahuna. Mind-boggling to see how this work just takes the Mizrahi on all the questions, but handling even the Beis Kasha. Eight pages of what he's doing. Unbelievable. So, so I think is that it appealed to people as a time, you know, it's like a light question. You don't have to know any pre, you don't have to know anything before. Let's say you're sitting at a Suda. So at a pseudo, you don't have to know something. A lot of times a guy could start talking to you and learning, and you have you're learning a different masechta. You just nod, you, you do the it's called the yeshiva yeshiva nod, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. You have no idea what the guy's talking about. Here's a question that anyone, you don't have to be holding anything. What are you holding about And then all of a sudden the guy is a yeshiva shagai brisk. He knows episode is from Kachim. He has what to say. Tyrus, he has what to say. Uh, whatever. So maybe that's part of the appeal and that it, it also that it gets to so many different people and so many different levels could come up with answers. Even and my father told me when I was nine, so I was able to understand something about it. But anyway, I like what you're Adra, saying. That Nakuda, has any good answers, this, I would love to hear. What you're saying that it brings out the beauty of Torah, that Torah is so deep and so wide. It could talk, this question it literally talks to the smallest child, you know, Three, four years old to the oldest oldest person, you know, with the depth of, of, of Torah. And like you said, it covers the breadth of Torah, right? There are like you said, wow, Kachim, Tyrus, Nazikin, everything. It's 